Hello, and welcome, welcome on in to Post Poet Pop. We are back. I'm your host, Kinell. This is episode 19, but it is also our first episode in the non-live radio streaming-only format. You may notice some subtle differences, but my hope is that you are strictly locked into the work and conversation with today's feature poet, scholar, photographer, and so much more, Gerard Avant. You may have also seen his name on the internet, listed as A.H. Gerard Avant. That is the same Gerard Avant. Gerard has just seen his first collection of poems entitled Muscadine Come to Life on Four-Way Books this month, September 2023. I was lucky enough to meet Gerard at a backyard salon-style reading hosted by the poet Russell Dillon and the artist and publisher Jay Grabowski in the West Village of Manhattan many years ago. I do remember the reading being a good one. What I remember most is getting to spend time with Gerard. He leaves a really bright impression, as I think you'll gather from today's episode. Muscadine, for anyone who may not know, is a type of vine grape that grows in the U.S. South and has long been used for jams, jellies, preserves, and even wine. But the meaning deepens when we look at the symbolism around muscadine, especially in light of Gerard's poems. Thick-skinned fruit, how they flourish in darkness as well as in the light, and how they were once wild, untamed, and nearly ubiquitous throughout the pre-colonized southeastern United States, and I also want to draw attention to the gothic aspect that both the visuals and narratives that come through Gerard's poetry present, how the gothic sort of vines its way through this book. There is grief, and there is dance, and there is family, and there is heartache, and there are breaks in the dancing, both in the sense of gaps or fissures, or things never being the same as they once were, but as well as breaks as in beats, rhythm, sonics. Things that open the space and allow for something unique to come in. This gives the speaker of Gerard's poems a large range to operate out of, and perhaps as importantly, highlights a very particular musicality that shines throughout the collection. As Gerard writes in the first poem in the book, Pride, Give me memories as slow to leave as snails. Listen how the voice of a dead man can live. Pack me a bag I can fit in my heart. There was so much more I could say, but I'll just state how honored I am to hold this conversation with Gerard and to offer you a glimpse into his wonderful work. So we'll get to work wonderfully right here, right now. Thank you for listening. Masterminds. We're gonna get this forever. You know whenever we link up, my nigga. They think this shit come from outer space or something. <laughs> Time to pay tax. 
36 at 16, 100k for the 16, niggas stick dirty by the dick clean, my money going on the deep end, dog I have a milli for the weekend, contract like a nigga play defense, curves in the Maybach, bitch peeking, now the bitches want a car hop, six cribs for the cars in the car lot, dope boys on the gold nigga, win gold six times for a gold nigga, black bottle when the bad bitch, Club all money when the cash is Dubai, I can do it like a sheep Top flow, nigga, virgin, Khalid Big guns, big whip Rich nigga talking big shit Double cup, go rich Double up on that blow, bitch Two mil on that I-95 Buy your head, cause it's time to pay ties Opposition want me dead or alive Motherfucker, but the devil is alive The devil is alive Bitch, I'm the truth the devil is alive. Bitch, I'm the proof. The devil is alive. I got a rigging. The devil is alive. Yeah. Bitch, I'm alive. Yeah. 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 The devil yeah. is alive. It's a true false fiction. It's a true false fiction. It's over ABS. I never fuck with true religion. Am I down with the devil? Come on, roof, come on, missing. It's that loose of a juice and that two could be sipping that two say, baby. Welcome to the dark side. Could've got blacklist for the crack shit. White Jesus in my crock pot. Mix the shit with some soda. Now black Jesus turned water to wine, and all I had to do was turn the stove up. East Coast, winning that life, nigga, cheat code. The hating is flicking, hit your free throws. The devil try to hit me with the Rico, them black people. Devil want these niggas hate their own kind. Gotta be the Illuminati if a nigga shine. But we can't be your nigga if a nigga rich. But we gotta be the devil, that's a nigga shit. Seen what I did to the stop and frisk. Brooklyn on the Barney's like we on the bitch. Get the money to the hood, now we all win. Got that Barney's floor looking like a VIM. Black hoodie, black scully. Profile like Mavado, boy, I'm that gully. Getting white money, but I'm still black. All these niggas claiming king, but I'm still black. King Hover, Mansa, Musa. From a lot of devil was a lie, I'm the truth, yeah. Big guns, big whips. Rich nigga talking big shit. Double cup. Double up on that blow, bitch. Two mil on that I-95. Buy your head, cause it's time to pay ties. Opposition want me dead or alive. Motherfucker, but the devil is alive. The devil is alive. Bitch, I'm the truth. The devil is alive. Bitch, I'm the proof. The devil is alive. The devil is alive. Bitch, I'm alive. Holy Stadler. No one started to care the smell made by the house. Barely two bedrooms, 
It formed a slight square figure made for trapping just off Indian Creek Road. Before reaching the screen door, an odor the color of his eyes, a dingy rotting yellow, shot staunch through the wire pores. As a curving back is casually weakened, you consider exile and the sense involved in making all your breaks clean. The state got no control over what it doesn't know it funds in this happy town where need is relative and no one is ready to press that luck that much. So he floods his frangible body with movements through the same two modes made by swimming and not swimming. Made by repeated swigs of foaming browns and clear burning waters. Mama calls to remind him of church in the morning so we can pick him up. Even though Saturday night and Sunday morning have no distinguishable differences for him. So we still move through this. His hands fastened to a pew in church with a slur. The deacons let him finish because God will. And none of us be fit to play that role. The mind of a man you insist on telling can be a wall with a wall behind another wall. The mothers all pity him. While I stand in this line, I may not step out of. The first note that I wrote down that I thought was one of the most beautiful things in this poem was is how the word trapping right, has this hinge quality to it because it's like a person's mind can be a trap, but a person can also be held captive. And yet the mind is also actively trying to catch something that will never stay, you know, even with your invitation. And then, of course, there's this reference in the use of the word, which deepens its hinge quality of of trap dancing. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like if you if you slow down, if you do like trap in slow motion, you know, a person's going back on their heel on this foot and they're going up on their toe on the other foot and then they come back into stasis, right? And it's like and so it's like you it's it's like you both go somewhere and you go nowhere. Yeah, you know, this poem this is my was my favorite uncle, my father's brother, my uncle Moody, who you know, was a suffering alcoholic and, you know, worked until he got hurt and got on disability. Mm. Uh, you know, just couldn't let the bottle go after that. Like, it was sort of the only thing that it seemed like he was living for, you know. Um, and, you know, at, at his house, like, we'd go to his house, we'd take him dinner. And, mm. I mean, I think there are about maybe three, I think there are two other poems in the book specifically about Uncle Moody um, mm. and his struggles with alcoholism and how it affected our house and him and my father's relationship. And um, But, you know, it is, I do see the word trapping sort of creating this trap that all the physical aspects of the poem sort of signal that ending while I stand in this line I may not step out of it made me think of the juxtaposition between the the first line and that last line 
um, you know, no one started to care at the smell made by the house. And then while I stand in this line, I may not step out of. It's like the the I was imagining the smell made by the house is like its own kind of world. This line I might not step out of. It's like because I could maybe get enraptured in that my own self, you know, or the speaker self that is. Yeah, like. It, it it almost it sometimes it felt a lot of times it felt like another world like going over to his house and you know sometimes we wouldn't even go in we just hand him what we were bringing him where he would come out and get it uh, mm-hmm. because he wouldn't want you to come in um, mm-hmm. but you know they say so my father's father my paternal grandfather was an alcoholic and so my father sort of out never to touch it. He would never, you know, I've never seen him drink. I, I never, no one ever knew that he drank. And so mm. they say, you know, you either, if if you've got a parent who suffers from alcoholism, you either turn toward it or you sort of vow never to do it. If if the family suffered because of it. And right, my father's right. family did um, suffer because of it. And so my father was the one who was, you know, my Uncle Nudie lived maybe two or three miles around the way from us. And so my father became his sort of kind of, or we became sort of kind of his caregiver, you know, after it had gotten gotten so bad. And so, you know, with me being a young adult, and this is, you know, I think this poem was maybe 2015, 16. And so, you know, I'm, at a place where I'm making decisions about alcohol and my own health and hmm. and how and how addiction uh, you know has a chance to affect my own fate you know if I if I get into it and so that last line is definitely sort of looking at how I may or may not come into this ugly tradition of addiction. It's a very powerful last line. I mean, it it truly is. And, um, you know, I, I it's, it's interesting because I feel like in my own life as well, like I said, I, I had that uncle and um, my grandmother has challenges with drinking even at her age. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild because it's like sometimes you think, man, there are folks that um, weren't allowed to get up today and, you know, and and you did yeah. in your 90s and you know you're over here drinking wine and i'm like i'm like the person that she knows she can call me and be like will you bring me some wine and i'll be like it's a, it's such a paradox to say no or yes to this Nudie knew who to call and who not to call to ask to take him downtown mm-hmm. so he didn't mm-hmm. drive and so we lived maybe seven miles away from the closest town which is crenshaw where i, where I went to elementary school and so that's the closest liquor store. You know, he's got tab and tabs at all the stores in town, and mm-hmm. everybody knows him. And I don't know. I just, I just hate the way sometimes it felt like I was, or we were playing into, um, contributing to his addiction, um, yeah. by, you know, being by just being a nephew and not knowing how to say no to your uncle, even though you know saying no is probably the right thing to do you you have made a a very beautiful poem out of these out of these 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 journeys that you're also metabolizing at the same time 
I feel so lucky in life to have gotten to a place where I can just moderate things, I guess. Um, you know, I but... mean, it takes some it, moderation takes practice, man. I'm still not good at it. I still have to <laughs> go no red meat, no pork, no, yeah. you know, I have to cut it all out in order to survive. Cause yeah. if, cause I know how good certain things are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. just to talk to you a little bit about music because music is just you know i mean obviously it's a part of a big part of my show but also it, it, i think it's a, a massive complexion in in your book oh yeah man I'm, music is you know we i started playing trombone in fourth grade i played trombone in fourth grade through seventh grade switched to tuba mm. seventh grade from high school and mm -hmm. about six years of college man Band scholarships and stuff. Oh wow! Sang in the choir. My two brothers played. One brother played trombone. One brother played saxophone. My father sang in a gospel group. He sang in the church choir. So music has always sort of been a part of life. You know, Saturday mornings cleaning, blues, 
WSAO was like the local blues radio station. And then mm. there was WDIA, which was out of Memphis. The scholar Horton Spillers used to be a disc jockey at WDIA in like the oh, 70s wow. and 80s. She's at, Van- she's at Vanderbilt now. And so the blues, gospel, you know, I didn't buy my first hip hop or rap album until my fr- the first rap album I bought was Mysticals Unpredictable. Oh, wow. Well, good God. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a great place to start. <laughs> and so, you know, music was always there. Uh, even after I had stopped playing in the band, you know, it was there sort of laying dormant. But when I got to Jackson State, you know, my bachelor's degree is in communicative disorders. And so with that, you know, there's a lot of language and articulation and phonology and language development classes that you take. Uh, you know, you can either do like a speech language pathology or audiology. Mm-hmm. And so speech and hearing science became important to me and fascinating to me. And that's what actually brought me to Louisville. When I moved to Louisville in 08, uh, was the audiology program at University of Louisville. Hmm. But I was in Cadaver Lab writing poems. <laughs> so I was like, I got to get out of here, man. I got to get out of here. And so, you know, I, I think I think a lot of the poems that sort of turn toward music more obviously are helped by phonetic articulation language development hmm. sort of knowledge base and and the musician in me playing around with that um, you know just being curious about language and sounds and you know what meaning can be conveyed outside of what we traditionally think of my first tape that i bought was no diggity the single um, <laughs> and yeah, it was a little. I bought that black street. Um, I, I bought that from Walmart. I remember going to Walmart to get that. <laughs> yeah, I got it from like the Jefferson Mall. I think I couldn't wait for the CD to come out. I mean, I I I wore the tape. I wore the the single, the tape out. I was so bad when I realized I bought the, the censored version. <laughs> but a couple of cuss, it wasn't but a couple of cuss words on that no big on that black street album, but. I was waiting on it. I was ready for Get up! You keep bumping me against the wall. 
trust No matter what happened, that's over me once, shame on you You come up in here and do it again, then it's shame on me Sometimes we be getting told what we didn't want to learn Sometimes we be getting told what we ain't want to see Except my winter's like the way that I feel I grow, I take my stride and put them under my belt I learn from you just like you learn from me I bleed, I pray for peace and perfect harmony Somebody said, fool, you better keep on rapping Stop that trip, ain't gonna happen I told him, look, you better mind your business Change your way of thinking, keep on living They thought us the trouble that you ain't been out since Cause you stuck inside, scared, watch CNN Just take the precautions so that life will be better Tell my friends to call me, I ain't accepting no letters So keep bumping me against the wall Yeah, I know I let you sign before But until you see me, trust me Changing mind, you ain't the only one with bad news. I know that it made you feel strange, huh? You was right in the middle of complaining and forgot what you was crying about. It could be your time and it might be. You can't do nothing about it, it's God's will, that's just how life be. One day it's with you, then it's gone. And I'm serious, and you ain't never even gonna feel it until it hit home. That's when the pain runs sharp and deep, and you ain't eating. That's when the days feel slow and long. I know you miss them, so it's time to uplift them. Try to pick the pieces up and find a way to drive on. I take it the truth, so don't lie to me. Get back, Satan, man, me. And that's the way that gotta be. And when it's over, I'm gonna hope you're proud of me. You keep bumping me against the wall. Yeah, I know I let the side before. But until you see me, trust me. You ain't seen bouncing back. You keep bumping me against the wall. Yeah, I know I let the side before. But until you see me, trust me. You ain't seen bouncing back. to get back. Bush hogs over feet drain draws. Gushing dogs go for treats rain falls. Slushing frogs sober sweet James Jones. Brushing fogs off under peak night fall. Rushing hogs off up on meek freak hall. Pushing flogs off us in the reeking white zone. Pushing flogs off us in the reeking white zone. Rushing hogs off up on Meek Freak Hall. Brushing fogs off under peak night fall. Slushing frogs sober sweet James Jones. Gushing dogs go for treats, rain fall. Bush hogs over feet, drain draw. And now this is fun because, okay. you know, 
I mean, it it made me think of Pimp C, which I, I mean I realize oh, I'm supposed man. to. Yeah, it's great. And it, you know, I just want to share these two things because I think I'm I may have them wrong. But my two favorite Pimp C happenstances. Okay. One of which comes from the track well, comes from what let's say it's centrifugal to the track Big Pimpin'. Right? He hated the beat. Uh, apparently he hated the beat um so instead of coming to the studio and and you know like rhyming over the beat he freestyled <laughs> and just said take that because i don't like your beat right and of course the beat the beat is made Wait, by Tim. it's in this documentary and when i heard it i was like that's amazing now there's a second thing Apparently Timberland didn't ever hear him say this. He said it to kind of his 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 crew that you know oh. the beat that the beat was awful. He expressed his angst with the beat. And oh and God. so the reason that his verse is the best on Big Pimpin is that reason cuz he hated the beat so he freestyled instead of giving a verse mm-hmm. that they paid for. And that, you know, is is legendary. So that's the first thing. And the second thing about Big Pimpin is apparently there would have never been a video if Pimp C didn't show up in his Mercedes and bring a boat crew that he apparently he takes when he goes to places where he's getting on, and getting on a boat. You know, so I know we could we could talk a lot about Pimp C and Bun B, but I just you all know. from all from the guy who, all from the guy who didn't like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, listen, I am going to you know make this better for everyone. In order to make this better for myself, you know, my Pimpsey things is, um, you know, I stole my brother's UGK tape when I was in high school. Uh, what was it? The one with Pocket Full of Stones. Mm. Um, I forget the name of that album. Um, but, you know, Pimpsey isms, his um, alias, Sweet James Jones. Like always, sort of like he was charismatic as, as a mug. He was super charismatic, and and I think that's I think that's all the charm about him. So that's what I feel like people gravitated toward his use of language, his mental language, how he just how he spoke when he spoke, and sort of let that almost be the lead. You know, the long vowels, off rhymes, the slant rhymes. The, I don't know. I, I, feel, I, feel like, I felt like that was the sort of aesthetic lead for, for the language in this poem. Um, I mean, yeah. but, but this poem is also part of a group of poems that sort of hinge on the same sort of form. It's not like a list poem of reasons. To get back, in which case get back can mean a multiplicity of things. And so, and, and you did, you mentioned there are, there are um, other poems in the book. When you were putting the book together, sequencing the book, th- this poem is quite unique to, let's say, a couple of the other ones we've talked about in terms of its, of its appearance and its sound and how you wanted to infuse that in this book. Well, you know, I struggled with, ordering the poems in this book and you know i didn't really have a good order mapped out 
as late as probably two years ago. But I got a hold to an essay that got me thinking about uh, the synoptic moment and how the synoptic moment in poems play out. There's a, I think there's an expository approach and a cumulative approach. And, mm. you know, in the expository approach, that this essay is two points of disclosure by H.L. Hicks. And so he talks about the cumulative effect where, you know, we don't get the thing that the poem is about until the end. We build up to it. It accumulates. And so in the expository version, we get the thing the poem is about right up front in the first few lines, and then everything else is about the thing in the first two, three lines. Mm. It helps me think about order, because, you know, if you think about the poem that way, you can also think about a collection of poems that way. And how, so I knew I wanted to have these palindromes sort of strategically placed throughout the book and not just have a section of palindromes mm-hmm. uh, because I think the topics that they, the things that they talk about and address vary and it just didn't, I, I tried to put them in a section and it just didn't feel good. And so when I put them next to poems that I like they were good neighbors to, it started making, the order of the manuscript started making a lot more sense. And it became also a kind of break or reprieve from the sort of lit of elegies that show up in the book. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, after so many sad poems, I feel like I need a break. And so I go do something that, that's pleasurable to the ear, something that focuses. It also helps to cascade out the language in a way that it, it's not that like your other your other poems aren't cascading language in some sort yeah. of a way but here it's kind of like the cascade can be frozen a little bit more in time and and kind of become like the not only the imagematic quality but you know there are these different little layers of reminders you know and like like when i when i yeah. see a phrase like treats rain treats rain filled made me think of that's how like light improves. And so then that made me think that like the words here in these, in these kind of palindrome poems that you have throughout the book can become like bricks that want to make more room. I mean, I, I think it, I think, it, I think it's also this, uh, you know, a, a large component, a large part of the book deals with grief and loss, hmm. um, you know, familial and, Communal. But, you know, some of these palindromes, I think the goal was to sort of capture a feeling. And you know how, like, for example, you'll, you'll be in a mood, and regardless of the atmosphere around you, you'll still be stuck in that mood. And so yeah. the things, visually, the things around you will be changing, but emotionally, you can't those changes. Yeah, and so the sound, you know, these vowels I chose to stick with, or in in some of these palindromes, they never change, but the consonants around them change, and so the idea is to like, you know, this when when I'm deep in this moment of grief and I don't know 
how to express what it is I'm feeling. This is the feeling, you know, welcome to this little part of my life for a minute and six seconds. It still doesn't affect the highlighting that a phrase like slush and frogs is just so just generally delightful. Ain't it? Uh, like, I mean, it's just, it's just very <laughs> delightful, and 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 it's also just Celestial you know, frogs, Silver, Sweet James Jones. <laughs> I mean, it is just I it can is say that all day. dessert. Say, R.I.P. to Pimp C was the king of the side. If you hate known that, you need to shut your fucking mouth. I'm down with Lil J till a motherfucking grave. Disrespect, they gon' put your picture on the front page. I'm center stage shining in the foreign you ain't seen yet. Chrome look like water and my candy paint is lean wet. Don't forget the rims, them motherfuckers are clean set. You can't tell me that this ain't cost your boy a mean check. Looking like a G in here. Been here, I'm gon' be in here. When it's over, I'ma be the only one you see in here. Ripping PAT in here. Realer than these other guys. I'm triple low G, bitch. So let them tell you otherwise. Just the rate to stop. You ain't seen the truck until it pop. Full of 15 to make it not. With them near, I like to say, get in line and get down. Hope if you wasn't about to play a winning to be made, what the fuck you come around for? This is big deal. Talk to skyscrapers, screens rise like smoke face. Candy paints with his dilators. Bitch, I'm on the up like an elevator. If you didn't know, shine the grill just to let it show on them emotional motherfuckers in the game. Tucking they nuts while I'm letting mine hang. Chrome got the rim, letting them swing. Went from half not to having some thing. Diamonds out the window, gripping the grain. One finger with the son of the right. Yeah. Y'all nigga thought I wasn't gonna be a king like I'm spawned. But I learned from UGK, more tired for him in a day on these hoes.
if you had your druthers, would you, you know, would you stay in Mississippi? Yeah, I'd love to be here, at least within driving, a day driving distance, like a full four to six hour drive of here would be nice. It's, it's just that the, it's just that this home where I'm living now is the house that we moved in, that my family moved into when I was one. So this house is a year younger than me. If I'm not, and if I'm not, and if I'm not here, nobody's living in it. My brother comes yeah. every few weeks for for a week for a week. Uh, so he visits, but I just hate for this house and space to go to waste. Or if somebody else move in, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel good. So I'm trying to live in it, and 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 if it means I have to piece together jobs to do it, I'm willing to do that. But at least if I do have to move away for a job, it'll be a job where I can afford to take care of this place and wherever it is I move. You know, it's got some it's got land attached to it. It's been in the family. Like we don't we're not trying to let it leave the family tell me how that's been going since you since you uh got back home in june are you you finding like new places you know that that weren't there and are you liking them not liking them not really finding new places where i am you know we out in the, in the sticks man it ain't yeah it ain't really no no places <laughs> when i do go to town um I do recognize things that are, are gone that were once there, buildings or businesses, or maybe an old house that I used to always go by and see and depend on being there. I ain't there no more. Mm. Like I guess I I I get sad when I see um, old like there's a church about a mile and a half from my house. Up on the highway that used that's no longer there that they removed. I think it had to have been this past spring when I was in Connecticut because it was there in December. Um, but it was just an old church. It didn't look like it was like abandoned or wasn't dilapidated on the outside or anything. But on my walks this summer, like I just noticed it wasn't there anymore. And it felt like it felt. Like I felt a similar kind of emptiness that I felt when I walked into the house in June and nobody hmm. was here because hmm. everybody was gone. Like it feels like the the landscape is it's the Southern Gothic kind of feel. You know, it, it haunts mm-hmm. you. It, it the, the the landscape and your personal life and it all.
field of view. A field of summer corn staked with tassels tickling the lowest air the sky can claim. A murder of crows caw and caution against danger and its motor of men. The sky down here we name Cerulean after what we remember first. Men promised wings are pawned at the corner of U.S. Route 51 and Mississippi's Highway 6. In a country store in Panola County, its name Cherokee for cotton. Near a river's is hurt imitation of a bigger river. The Anishinaabe call Gichizibi. I stare at a palpable amount of theft in my address. I ought to apologize for the camera sitting back above my nose, the registered cerulean filling the sphere, the lust at having been granted such ancient sky. You know, I didn't know this, but that panola is the indigenous or a salaguatiyi term for cotton, which for me is like a really powerful little research moment as like this, this bridge between, you know, the genocide of indigenous folks and like, then again, it, then it became the way of life in the onslaught of slavery. And, and it's got this word that's also clearly, well, it's a town name. I mean, I was, I was thinking about, you know, we live in Panola County, um, the county next to us, just southwest of us is Hatchie County. Mm-hmm. Then it's like Yalabusha County. You know, so many counties in the state have these Native American names. A lot of the roads are named after Native American tribes or uses words that you can sort of find the origin in Native American language. And you know, I'll you know, I walk I walk these roads and you know, I look at how gorgeous everything is and I see the Indian mounds that are starting to be protected and preserved. And right in this point I was thinking about the people that, you know, inhabited this land, this space way before we did and how and how much we and how much I feel like this experience owes them the respect in knowing that, you know, we don't, we kind of really don't even deserve the beauty of this place. And I know that you, you are kind of like a, a collector of language and, and register to some degree. In this poem, you have uh, Geechee Zibi and uh, Ananish Nayabeg and you know you so you you're bringing the the terms in and then with it with it being titled as it is right it it's almost like you know like a term like collecting it be, falls out cuz that's not what's happening in actuality and it, and it makes me want to know about the form a little bit too cuz uh, you know you have couplets throughout but here this is one of these sparser more meditative well so i guess in the last maybe 
especially the most the newer the newest poems in the book uh, sort of use the censura in this way to create space um mm-hmm. it's it's almost uh you know especially when i'm taking a breath in the middle of the line you know i'll use these five or seven spaces to to indicate that fact that i'm taking a breath and here i really wanted to slow down I guess the experience of the poem as mm-hmm. I try to slow down my own experience of inhabiting the place or my field of view of the place that I'm talking about and looking at mm. in the poem. Yeah, because there's that mo- moment um, as well where you you bring the camera in, in its position on your body, on your face or on the speaker's face. And, and, you know, there, so there's that moment too, where now we've got, we have two forms of, of, of creativity taking place. I mean, I know that you, you're deeply into photography, but bringing it into the poem in this way, it's like it became extremely personal. And then yet we were like right there uh, with the speaker's body as well, like looking at the field. Yeah, it feels, I don't know, like, I, I'm, I know that, um, I don't know that I always look for moments to sort of bring in aspects of other arts or photography or, or other mediums, but I do tend to sort of keep my eye out for a place where, where it makes sense to. Yeah. Or where it feels good to. And is there is there an intention to that? I mean, I think I was, I, I think it was, it was that and me sort of recognizing the, all the parallels between the camera and the human eye. You know, just how just how the camera is a the lens is a or the camera system is a mimicry of the human eye. Like it does nothing that the human eye doesn't do or can't do. I was right. just trying to recreate that machine.
Seventh period language arts. Both of them cut the rope the phone. Both of them snuck a smoke for home. Both of them up cause awoke the domes. Both of them trust to cloak the zone. Both of them fuck cause the yoke the wrong. Both of them cause a stroke the long. Both of them rub just to poke the bone. Both of them love was a joke alone. Both of them love was a joke alone. Both of them rub just to poke the bone. Both of them cause a stroke the long. Both of them fuck cause the yoke the wrong. Both of them trust to cloak the zone. Both of them up cause it woke the domes. Both of them cut the rope the phone. Both of them snuck a smoke for home. Bye. 
Can't shake or loose these chains of can govern themselves out of governance. If I could be somewhere I wasn't, I would be there. Or I would have already paid that place some cold and charitable visit. If you knew how wealthy I wasn't, you would run. I cannot remember what I was before I tried to become what I thought I could in light of the dark that swallowed me. The story of how I thought 
I had not been pure and had not been enough. How I was not there though I had been but was gone after what I did not know I did not need came. How do you fix that which the house has no tools to fix? Where is the resolve as bright as the wet face of a child, the sight of the rigid origin of the brick? There's a series of meditations for me through the poem um, that even like away from the poem, if you could if you could pluck them out. Um, like I, I wasn't, I would be there. So if you just look at that on its own, which I, I was like staring at it on its own for quite some time, I wasn't, I would be there. And then I was looking at it in the sense of a person or a speaker that there's a, there's a line of regret and there's also a line of like boundary. And then I look at this other meditation. I wasn't, you would run. I wasn't, you would run. It's like this disappearance and confrontational strength are in those meditations. And I just, you know, I'm a little mind blown. Oh, by wow. that. I hadn't, I hadn't even, you know, when I'm like a, a poem with lines this short, like I'm saying it in my head before I write it down. Yeah. And so it's got a sound like it's the same lip before. I even look and see if it's the same way. Yeah. Uh, and and I was I kept trying to give and take, give and take, give and take, like throughout, sort of throughout the poem, like that was the functional sort of gist of the poem or the, mm-hmm. the engine that I was using for the poem. But I hadn't I hadn't really sat and and looked at like like you're looking at lines like I wasn't I would be there. They didn't need to necessarily be extracted so much as they were like windows in. I kept thinking of disappearance and confrontational strength at the same time. She's just such like a superhero thing, kind of. (laughs) But also, it's not. It's a very human thing. I mean, it does does sort of wish it could be in two places at one time. Hmm. But it's it's also admitting that it can't, and that it probably shouldn't want to. Hmm. You know, um, I mean, I, th- I think this is, I think this poem is thinking about mobility and the ability to be mobile, what it takes to be able to move around and be where you want to be, even if you're not, especially if that place is not where you are Mm. Uh, you know being in new england you know i spent the last just about the last 10 years with except for one with the exception for one in new england or the northeast and so many times i wanted and felt like i needed to be here with Mm. family but couldn't Uh, and so you know because i couldn't sometimes I, I felt less useful I wanna try that real that 
like it's weird seeing folks sending me pictures of their book, like they're getting it in the mail. It's freaking me out, man. I mean, I can't imagine the feeling. It must be like something that you're probably going to be processing for a while. I mean, it's exciting, but it's it's just as terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the ter- tell me about the terrifying part. It's it's just it's just like having so many of your own thoughts in one place for folks to sit with and mull over and yeah do with. I guess, I guess the idea that, that you can't control what people do with it after you put it out is is what's probably the most terrifying. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Tell me about three books that you are either currently or have recently read. Let's see. Black Paper by Teju Cole. There's an essay in there on Caravaggio that's really interesting. Sort of talking about an artist's creative arc. And Caravaggio's was obviously interesting and Hmm. violent and kind of wild. I'm a Kojo Lewis Nude. That book, it feels so. It's a book. It's a book of poems. The Teddy Cole book is a book of essays. But Amos book is super uh, familial and intimate, and it kind of shines a, a different kind of light on these sort of domestic spaces with not necessarily work, but uh, sort of women coming into their own. And um, Lillian Yvonne Bertram's Negative mm. Money uh, mm. is, I think, her fourth book of poems. But she's using technology to generate language that she picks and chooses, mm-hmm. but it sort of rearranges it for, or the way that she tells it to rearrange it. In Brooklyn, I used to teach this poem of hers called um, Animals Do Not Commit Delusional Acts. And is a prose poem like it it's like the language was both kind of created and selected at, at the same time yeah. and yet and yet the the conceptual framework still delivered on its promise and yeah right. i've i've always right. appreciated her work and hey side note i love being able to keep up with f1 racing you're, you're the big fan of her race she tried to, <laughs> she was trying to teach me this past spring she, she well she didn't try she gave me a crash course we we I guess we've been friends since about two thousand and eleven, twelve. And yes, she's been trying to get me in the F one racing um, but I hadn't stuck it hadn't stuck yet. It's a lot of history, man. She's like a historian of it almost. Oh, you know, I mean when a when a poet approaches a sport, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> things are gonna happen. I mean, you know, I, I I keep wanting to take it on, but I, I already watch so much um NBA and, and soccer, it's just like so much detail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love getting those little those little previews. What is your favorite sandwich to make for yourself? Favorite sandwich to make for myself? Yeah. Oh wow! Um, fried catfish with a red and green cabbage pickle coleslaw. Wow, ah, that's and i mean Man. that sounds pretty good <laughs> okay um, sandwich. <laughs> that's right um okay so i'm already making the sandwich and what is your what's your favorite you know camera to use like your favorite like camera equipment when you're getting out there and and uh 
taking photos? I don't know, man. I've been I've been really into I've been using wide lenses a lot more in the last year or two. Like uh, like for my thirty five millimeter setup, I use like a twenty eight millimeter lens. Hmm. And on my like medium format setup, I use like a fifty or forty millimeter, which is a forty millimeter is kind of equivalent to like a twenty eight, twenty one millimeter and thirty five millimeter. So, so wide angle stuff, and yeah, I think that's been my thing for the last couple of years just a wider angle so i could fit more stuff in the frame wine beer a type of liquor or something else mm. do i have to name the something else you could say something else only that's fine <laughs> probably why okay i got you red white rose skin on what, what are we red. talking about Red, nice. Okay. Um, you get one album to listen to for the rest of your life. What album are you going to listen to? Oh, my God. That's so tough. Just one. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to say probably Adjustments by Bill Withers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's... Oh, that's a really good one. Okay. Yeah, because it's like, you know, you could you could listen to that repetitively and not get annoyed. And it will also yeah. give you different yeah. layers. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Sometimes 
takes my feelings wraps them around your knees but there's a shadow Man!